Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hosel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the big thrill sales event. You can lease the new 2021 Nissan Murano for as low as $193 biweekly for 39 months with $950 down. Or check out the new 2021 Nissan Sentra, leased as low as $54 weekly for 60 months with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Or check them out on social media at Nissan Regina. Drive Nissan. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 78. I'm your host, Drew Koser, and I'm joined by the original gang, my co-host and brother, Troy Koser. Hello! And the picking machine, Danny H. Boys, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Busy, busy week ahead of us, fellas. We have a, actually busy two weeks for us. Um, but first, before we get into our, our launch stories of the weekend and whatnot, this is a Nissan-driven podcast located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. A lot of people saw the vehicle this past weekend up in White Bear. I hope they go buy a vehicle from Nissan. Just do it. Oil changes, customer service, vehicles are great. So check them out today. And as always, our great studio, Troy, please rip it off where we're at. Broadcasting from Divots Indoor Golf, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard in Regina, Saskatchewan. Seven great simulators, great food, great service, great place to be. It's a hot one out there today, peeps. Plus 30-something. Uh day like today you kind of wish there was snow on the ground and you're golfing inside yeah so uh yeah when they open up come check them out divots indoor golf 6823 rushdale boulevard do you always wear sunglasses inside mm, just today <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to danny h first uh what's up man what's new what's going on not a whole lot um before i br- talk about myself here for a bit i gotta say uh we got some merch coming this week right uh new hats that new, uh, they had the old classic off the hosel look. They look sick. Um, th- everyone who's listening, expect those to show up this week. Um, we'll get them out there. We'll get them posted on uh, our social medias, the Instagrams and the Twitters. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for them to come because I need some more hats. I mean, I pretty much hoard every hat I have, but I need more. So, yeah, uh, too. And they look sick. They look good. So the rope yeah. style hats look sick. Uh, Troy. What is, what's going on, man? How are things? What's up? You're bouncing all over the place. Uh, yeah, I'm good, by the way. 
All right. Sorry. Back to you, Danny. What's going on? How are things? Oh, no. no. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Well, no. Let's talk about the weekend. You, what did you do? Um, you got banged I got drunk. Yeah, I got drunk. Um, <laughs> went out to the cabin. Of, and my buddies. <laughs> went, out, went out to my uh, buddy's cabin. Got lit up for two straight days. Thanks for the invite. Um, <laughs> you knew about it. Um, Didn't know. We, we started out safe hockey last week. So back into that. And it's good to be back. Uh, what else? What else is new? That's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah. It's a solid weekend. Yeah. The boys chirp city. Yeah, we're we're one and two. One and two, but you know, we need we need more goals. We need more goals than just, other we'll leave it at that. The old adult not so safe hockey league. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you know, it's it's a little cleaner now because we're the old team now. Yeah. A lot of young <laughs> it's, boys it's, now. We're the old team. <laughs> we were playing majority of my players last night. So uh, that was fun. I got a question for both of you guys. What up? Has the COVID rules No, yeah, we, we were masked on the ice. We were masked on the ice. On the ice. Till Ju- uh, July 11th. Like, yeah. while you're playing? Oh, yeah. No. You can't spit. You can't You can't even breathe. You're not wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. On the ice. The refs wear them. Oh, yeah. Everyone. You have a mask under your visor. Yep. Well, yeah. Usually it's under my chin, but. Uh... <laughs> like, like I, know how much, I know how much you leak. Oh. oh like, yeah. how many masks are you going through? So, I, I bring a mask to the rink to wear it in, and then I wear a plain mask, and then I wear one home. A clean one. Yeah. It's 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 terrible. Yeah, but. hey, we're almost there, guys. July eleventh. Like, remember Abraham from Mighty Ducks? Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. The foggy yeah, glasses. Yeah. That's our visors. Like I'm wearing my visor on top of my eyebrows. Safe. Yeah. Oh, July eleventh. That's all. It's coming. Doing. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. I, that's. Anyways, I, yeah. I thought I'd ask, but uh, team's looking good. You know what? We have uh, a lot of good players. We're not we're not scoring now. Some of our best players aren't doing anything. Uh, Delhi, you know, I told him the bench last <laughs> night. I said, Delhi, like you're you're a PJHL All Star when you played, and you've got zero goals this year. So uh, I told step him up. to figure Suck, it out. Sucks getting old, Adrian. Yeah, you know what though? I feel good out there. Honestly, my, my lungs are pretty solid. You skate every day though. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the ice for night twice a day, nine months of the year. But yeah. I mean, still, I'm buzzing. I know where you guys are coming from because I remember when we got to be the older team, and I remember Cliff Mapes' kid there, uh, Drew. What's his name? Brett. What? Brett, the Brett. other one? Oh, wanted to kill him on the <laughs> ice. This little 19-year-old uh, yeah. pain in my ass when I was 25. Well, I yeah. wanted to kill him. But, yeah, it sucks. You guys are you guys are starting to be the seniors out there. I, I don't mind, like, some of the younger guys with the visors. It's the young kids with the yeah, they, 18, they girls with the, the cages. It's like those the, guys are kind of irritating. Cause they're they're chirping you and sticking you in the yeah, back yeah. of the leg. And Sticks you're like, are getting up high. Well, like, like, nice cage, full cage. <laughs> And I would wear shoulder pads probably just for the safety of my own health, but they don't fit anymore. Never, honestly, Drew, in all <laughs> no. my years, in all my years playing adult safety, and that was a long time I played, not one game did I wear shoulder pads. Yeah, I'm really? Shoulder because pads. the day I could not wear them, I felt so much more oh, free. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I, remember, I don't wear them I remember now. when we were in uh, Provincials in Saskatoon while you were there coaching. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, wore a suit. Remember I got <laughs> smashed from behind? No, And I, got, I mean, I was, yeah, out. I thought I shattered his yeah. neck. No shoulder pads. Not that it would have. It probably yeah. would have lessened the he blow. He had neck on though. That saved his life. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> but yeah, majority of these teams too, they're all wearing shoulder pads. And everything, yeah, so. and they go hard. Yeah. So you know what? Let's get off the adult safe talk because they don't sponsor us. So, uh, Troy, what's new with you? How was uh, the weekend? What's up? What's uh, what's going on? Uh, weekend was pretty. Uh, I'd say it's quiet, average. We uh, had a nice little outing at uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. No free ads. Then Home Depot. No free ads. I'm kidding. It was a movie <laughs> reference. Anyways. No, it was quite a weekend. Um, just getting geared up to go back to work here. You don't know what movie that was from? No. Old school. Oh, yeah. Oh, Come yeah. on. Come on. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah, you're my boy, Blue. 
Uh, no, it was quiet weekend. Uh, no golf. I actually I strained a neck muscle last week. My little baby's driving high, driving high school this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I got that one. I had to think about it for a second there. That was uh, Owen Wilson's brother, yeah. Luke, Luke Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, I, I strained a muscle in my neck last week. I couldn't look right up or down. Uh, so and you were driving. That's safe. <laughs> no, I actually, I had to take time off work. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So I'm actually back to work tomorrow for the first of five, I think. And Danny knows what work's like. Uh, th- these temperatures, not a lot of fun. Yeah. Friday is going to feel like the pits of hell. You're constantly sweating for 12 hours straight. And tomorrow. trying to keep up with water. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, walk, but hey, walk I my mean, life. first world problems, right? Yeah. First world problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty quiet weekend all in all. You? What uh, did you get up to? I was in uh, White Moose up in Kenosi, White Bear, two-man event up with my playing partner, uh, Kyle Murglod. Yeah, I mean, Wiggs played all right day one, and then the last day, I think we were the second lowest score in the round two. We're in the champ flight. We didn't quite get it done, but we grinded. Uh, White Bear, Kenosi, both top-notch golf courses. It like I don't know if you saw the photo I put up on yeah, I did. White Bear. They blew up, and I was just like, this is a golf course in the province in Saskatchewan. It was, there wasn't a blade of grass out of place. Can I ask you a quick question? Yep. So I've played White Bear numerous times. I've never played Kenosi. Is it the same type of course as White Bear? More open. More open? Yeah, more forgiveness to miss spots there, but still, it's which still is, tough. Which is the tougher track of the two? White in Bear. your opinion, White Bear? Yeah, 100%. Of dog legs, right? Yeah, I hit driver twice on day two, and I like hitting driver far and high. And I love that, that first hole is a Kenosi when we're on that deck there. Deck, yeah. yeah and it's, oh, that's just gorgeous. So I teed off on day one and like it was. You were at Kenosi, sorry? Is that yeah, day okay. one was Kenosi and there was a bunch of guys from Regina there on the deck and they're having beers and eating food before. They, they teed off at like one and I tee off and I, I know they're going to do something. It was actually Reno. Yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. there with his brother and other guys. And I hit my drive right at the green. All those ways. Ah, <laughs> and they're like just clapping. I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> On the green, made birdie. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was comical. So what, what was the tournament you're in again? Uh, the White Moose, two-man. Now, a little controversy. Was there not? With? I don't want to get the name wrong. Someone was playing when they shouldn't have been playing because their age eligibility. Oh, yeah. Was it, um, was it Colin Coleman? No. 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 Who was no. it? No, I didn't want to get into that. It, okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought I'd ask you. We were just talking here, and I actually came across my Twitter feed, and, yeah. They had X's across their scores. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, our buddy, like my buddy Carson and then Rick, you know, they're both great players. They What's fall- the last name? Hallberg. They Hallberg, bo- they that's both, who it was. They Thank both you. followed the rules. They did their job. Um, it, it is what it is. Everything got taken care of. I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't okay. know enough about it. So, Fair enough. Uh, great event, though, by Ben Brown, as always. Put a great event on. I love going up there. Spent time at Wedge's Cabin. Saw his family again and his brothers and whatnot and stuff. So it was a good weekend. I must show you though. I actually do pay attention outside yeah. of uh, recording days, right? I do see what's going on, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Let's talk about last week's podcast with Jimmy Scoops Hayes, oh. boys. I know we had a lot of DMs. Uh, let's break down that pod. Bear or beer? Bear or beer? <laughs> no, Jimmy. Awesome. That was that was a really good podcast. Yeah. I had a lot of positive feedback on that one. Um, he had some really good stories. Uh, and, I mean, who doesn't love a guy that's, uh, A, a Red Sox fan, and, B, is from Massachusetts. Boston, chowed Massachusetts. Chowed ahead. Yeah, and 
the even cooler thing was, you know, we got invited to go uh, watch the Red Sox play at dugout. At Fenway. At Fenway and at the dugout. Like, I wouldn't know Bucket what to list. do. I'd just be like, yeah, when's the seventh inning stretch? Oh, I beat D's on hot dogs. Oh, you got it when you're at a ball game. Those hot, I've seen some hot dogs. They like Dale's thing. People send in those stadium dogs look ginormous. Well, I've yeah. been, like I've said, I've been to a few <laughs> games. Uh, a couple years ago, myself, Jill, Scott, and Trista went down to uh, Scotty D. By the way, everyone who's wondering who that is, he's a big uh, listener. Yeah, we went down to Dodger Stadium. Had the it, it's a famous. It's called the Dodger Dog. It was like, and I know how much you like hot dogs. Yeah, you you'd crush two and be like, I want more. Like they're they're good. I mean, you're paying I don't know eight fifty nine bucks American for a Dodger dog, but very well very worth good. It. No, I mean, what's better at a ball game than a beer exactly. and a hot dog, right? Exactly. I mean, and peanuts, popcorn, and peanuts and popcorn. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, something down in uh, San Diego, we were at a game, and this is what you hear throughout the whole stadium. I'm gonna back up a little because I want to yell, but this is what you hear throughout the entire game up until the bottom of the eighth. Cheero, get your cheero, cheero. I looked at Jill. I said, "What the hell is a cheero?" They have my talking time. It's like a stuffed cinnamon oh, yeah, pastry thing, yeah. but that's a huge thing at ball games. Oh really? At, at major league baseball games, yeah, cheeros, oh. cheero, cheerios, cheero, cheeros, not cheerios, cheero, cheero, cheero. I don't know. It just sounds funny saying it. Uh, yeah, what's up, Danny? I was gonna say the Riders' schedule CFL's released. Yep. August they start. August what? Fifth, I want to say, is the first game. Sixth, yeah, on the, sixth. On the Friday, I think, right? So I'm trying to get tickets for that because that would be a good time. Good luck because they're going to be able to the same price <laughs> as a game to the Stanley Cup final I in know, Montreal. I know. I'm really? Anybody that's got season tickets to the well, Rough Riders? We can figure it out. Pill Country. That's where I'm we'll going. We'll stop this now. We'll figure it out. Hey, Pill Country. True. Pill Country, yeah. On, too. Sick half from Davey. Yeah. If you get Pill Country, they're cheaper than the rest. Stand around and drink some beers. Do you guys remember last year, apparently talking about hot dogs, they had like a <laughs> – Two foot hot dog or something? Oh, I've had it. Have you? I have a picture on my phone. He ate it, one, it, he ate it one bite. <laughs> is it two feet or what? Easy. What is it? It didn't slide down my gullet, Phyllis. Um, is it two feet or is it? It's two feet. Andrew <laughs> just got that one, eh? A little bit over your head, but you caught it. Two feet loaded, and I mean bacon, cheese, <laughs> oh, fully, really? fully, fully loaded. Drew, you should do it. My father-in-law was there with me. Oh, okay. And he, this is actually just after all my radiation stuff, and I yeah. started getting taste back. And I remember we, got, I got this hot dog, and I, I, I mean people that are going to watch this, but I had shit everywhere, dripping down my face. I had bacon hanging off my neck, and I was just like, and I think it was like 11 bucks. Oh, really? Great deal. Great yeah. deal. But, no, I mean, getting a ticket to that game. Oh, we haven't had football around here, boys, for your better part of two years, year and a half, two years. Longest standing Grey Cup champions ever, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and probably for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. So... Getting a ticket, it's going to be the hot commodity in town. It is, yeah. Um, I know we're kind of bouncing all over the map, but I don't know if you guys seen the ticket prices in Montreal for game three and four. What was, what were, what? So as of yesterday, 3,500 fans, which in my opinion is ridiculous. Now they're Again, asking for 10. We're not, we're not, I'm not going to get political about it, but when there's 3,500 people in the stands and there's 35,000 people outside the stadium, no masks, you know, rocking police cars, shooting fireworks, having a good old time, Ticket prices this morning, the cheapest ticket you could find was $5,000. Oh, are you serious? For game three. That's so the Montreal Canadiens approached the Ontario government, or sorry, the Quebec government today and said, can we expand to 10500 That's their goal for game four is 
and everyone's tickets are going to be worth five grand still. Well, you'd hope they'd go lower. It's been 28 years, right? I mean, let me ask you guys. No. Why? I'm not what? paying five no, grand. No, 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 no. What I was oh. going to say, though, I, I mean. I would. I, okay, I go on. Sorry. Help. What I want to know is, I know you're a Leafs fan, and I know you're a Red Wings fan. Hockey fan. Hockey fan. But Red Wings would be your predominant choice, and I'm an Oilers fan. Christian doesn't say much in the back there, so I'm not too sure who his team is. But would you guys, are you guys cheering for uh, Montreal? No. Not at all? And is it because you're solely a Leafs fan? Yeah. I can't. I, I, I can't cheer for them just because of the history of the Leafs. And I just, the only person, I only respect one player on that team. That's Carey Price. If they did, if they happen to beat Tampa, which I don't think they will, good for Carey Price. I don't care about the rest of the team. Drew? Oh, man, I'd love to see the Canadians win. They're, it's Canada right now. It's, totally, it's how, how, long, how long has it been since the Canadians have been in the final? 1993. Or final? Or no, I guess Vancouver in 10. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, but Tampa's good. Tampa's really good. Tampa's really, Can really, we quickly really talk good. about Shea Weber getting $5,000 fine for that <laughs> for slash? The, for the but then Gallagher gets his head smashed the ice and there's nothing there? That's a little ass backwards. No. That's a little ass backwards. Gallagher kind of I slashed a lot in hockey. It. He kind of deserved it. Not to smash his head in the ice. I don't, I don't think, think that was, I don't think there was an intent to do no, that. No, they kind of just fell. He fell they fell to the but ground. I heard today on, I think it was Steve Coolis on today on the NHL center ice what it was, and he was saying that's kind of what they thought was going to happen when Panarin and who was that on, um, that threw him down? Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson. Like, that was kind of the same scenario. Just That was worse, though, I think. But anyways. Like, the same idea, right? But, I mean, I slashed a lot in hockey, and I've done the same thing that Weber did. Kucherov was fine. I, well, He's no, flopping I think, already. I think Kucherov is still ailing from Game 7 last series. He yeah, just he's been a dirty hurt. rib shot. I, I, I guarantee at the end of this win or lose, Kucherov's going to ever come out and say he had two broken ribs. Good cross check, though. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> uh, and this isn't the way I played hockey. <laughs> I don't want to speak for anybody else in the room. Your intent, if you're going to do something like that to take out one of the best players on the team, get it done or don't do it all. Because you don't think Kucherov's got fire now? No, He's like, uh, yeah, I'm no. going to go out. I want to win the. I want to win the MVP. Of the Stanley Cup he final. is nasty, though. He's good. Three oh, points he's like first game. Like, did you see that goal he scored last night? Off he's the draw? so talented. He's just so patient. Like, a lot of guys would have just one-timed yeah. that, right? He just, oh, I'm going to scooch around. Boom. You know, Yeah, he's cheddar. so talented. Um, to bring up your point about the question, if I want the Montreal though. Yeah. I know a lot of Montreal fans, and I'm sure they would say the same thing to Leafs are in there. They do not. They would not want Toronto to win the cup. And it, so I'm kind of, you know. It's funny you say that, Dan, because, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of sport talk radio, and it's two teams are not cheering for Montreal. Toronto and Boston. Yeah. Those two teams are not cheering for Montreal. That's yeah. fair. Um, in all reality, I would have loved, I was hoping and praying that friend of the show, Jordan Everly, and the oh, North Islanders would have pulled it off the other night. Yeah. Because yeah. then it would have been a no doubt about it, I'm cheering for the Islanders. Yeah. It right? would have been nice to see that. And not right? just because of Ebbs. It's because I don't like the Canadians either. I'm an Oilers fan. Yeah. But it would just be nice to have some local guys bring the cup home. You know, yeah. Barry Trotz has got ties through Regina Pats, right? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a kind of a lot of the blue hockey talk. Well, we're everywhere right now. Yeah. But let's, we are everywhere. But Drew. let's jump to some golf talk here quickly. Uh, but before we do that, why don't you rip off a quick Molson ad, Troy? You stole my thunder. This summer, Coors Seltzer is on a mission 
helping restore fresh water to Canada's rivers through the Change the Course Foundation. Enjoy the Coors Seltzer Mixer Pack with four great flavors, including black cherry, mango, grapefruit, and lemon lime. Drink yourself a Coors Seltzer. Nice. Okay, so this past weekend, we obviously talked about Kenosi. Uh, this is the Scotia Wealth had another event up in at the Legends there. Friend of the show, Ty Campbell, wins again. Chubbs, congrats, buddy. Uh, I know Tori's working on another power ranking from that event. He's been working some late shifts for now. He's somewhere outside, not where he's from. He's not everyone's coughing here. We're, we don't have COVID, so. Um, but yeah, Chubbs won. Uh, congrats to him. I believe he beat Justin Wood. But some of the scores were incredible. So the boys are heating up before the, the SAS Dam, which happens next week, which will all be there at some point in and out of the hotel room kind of thing. So Speedy Creek. Yeah, Speedy Creek up in Swift next week, July 6th to 9th. I have two practice rounds Sunday, Monday, and then uh, it all goes for real on Tuesday. So we'll see. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't play in the AM last year, and I played in four prior to that. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. What's uh, the low you were talking to me about, you know, if – you do good on this tournament. You make the cut for uh, nationals, right? What's uh, the lowest place you can go to make the cut for nationals? Uh, they sent an email out the other day. I was reading it. I, th- I think the mid-am is 11 spots, I believe, that goes to Fort Mac. Okay. And the men's amateur, they're both combined in the same tournament. Men's am's four days, the mid-am's three. So I think the men's am, I want to say, don't quote me, I want to say six spots, maybe five. Um, but I think with guys playing super well last year, they gained some spots for Saskatchewan. It's it's really different how Alberta, Ontario, and BC have so much more quota spots because they're bigger areas. Right. And they have a tendency to play a little bit better than we than the Saskatchewan players have in the past. So they get more spots allocated for them. But and yeah, you know, this is gonna sound corny and whatnot, Dan. But I'm Drew's biggest supporter when it comes to him on the golf course. I always have. Number right? one. <laughs> You've been so close. Yeah. So close. I have. I'm, I'm Tony Finau, the SAS tour. I'm hoping. Let's get over the hump. I'm hoping sure. this year. I, I think you got it in you, Drew. Uh, I'm rooting for you. I mean, it's. Uh, I hope so. It's gonna... something I know you've wanted to do for a long time. And, you, and again, you've been so close. I think I think this year you might uh, you might knock a couple birdies and punch your ticket on the way. So. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the first year I'm eligible to play in the Mid-Am at 25. So whether it's the Men's Am or the Mid-Am, I hope I get to go. And, you know, if I have to take a... F- I have to. I fly to Fort Mac. Do they have an airport there? I. I don't care. I'm driving 12 hours to yeah, Fort Mac. Do, yeah, if do, I make yeah. that thing, so we're going. Uh, that's where it is. It's in Fort Mac. That's where yeah, the Mid Am, and then the Men's Am is in. I want to say Quebec. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of inter or national golf, I saw something cool on the social media pages the other day. Did you guys see the off the hustle uh, sign out in Ontario? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Awesome. Yeah, so I took the liberty for all of us, and I, I, we sponsored a golf tour, the the BGA, Beers Golf Association, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, so they basically they run events. They play two rounds on Sundays, every Sunday. And, yeah, it's actually Derek Morley. We met on Xbox. I, was gonna, I thought it was Morley. That's who I thought it was. Yeah, so we met Derek on Xbox, on Zoom, <laughs> through a guy, like Rhodesy, and Trevor, your, buddy, yeah. your buddy, and my buddy too. But anyways, Derek and him are friends from back home. And basically, I think it was whatever it was I paid. And, yeah, we sponsored one of the holes. And it's it's kind of cool. And I guess a lot of – Rhodes is actually out there right now yeah. playing. And he said a lot of the boys love the pod. And uh, actually, a lot of our viewership actually is in Ontario, which is good to see. Well, super fan, Jeremy Hanley. Got to throw old uh, Han Dog. Jay Han. Jay Han. Got to throw him a, a plug. Glad <laughs> um, you're listening, pal. For that tournament next week, uh, can I 
come with a foam finger with drool on my shirt. <laughs> you can, yeah. You can be like that guy from Happy Gilmore. What's that one day? Is that Doug? No, uh, what's the... Um, oh. Happy Gilmore. Oh. Shooter's buddy. Oh, oh, no. The guy that's going with Red Lobster. Shooter! 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 Shooter. <laughs> going to Red Lobster. My tree. Volkswagen. <laughs> that's Danny on the, driving down my, the Nissan down the three. <laughs> Watch out, Danny. <laughs> um, how many players are in that tournament, by the way? Sask. Uh, oh, I want to say 100, but I 100? could be wrong. Okay. So cut after the three days, 54 holes. I never missed the cut yet, so knock on wood. Knock see on how, wood. Knock see on wood, boys. We go. So what, this past weekend, Travelers Championship? Yeah, the Travelers. I didn't watch a lick of golf. I, I watched 12 shots in the cabin on Sunday because I was, was at the lake. Uh, I know there was six playoff holes. I could fill you in. I watched quite go. a bit. There was eight-hole playoff. Thank you. Uh, Harris English won on the eight-hole nice. playoff. And I can't say the guy's name, and I don't want to even attempt to mispronounce it. That was not great English. But uh, that's all right. Yeah, I'm not going to try and say it. Anyways, yeah, no, he uh, Harris English won on, on the eighth-hole playoff. Um, you know, I, I got to talk about Abraham Answer again. I'll tell you, if Abe could ever put four rounds together... He's going to win tournament and tournament and tournament and tournament and tournament. You know, I don't know if you realized, but after Thursday, he was tied for 140th. Yeah. Right? Odds fourth, are of right? making a cut at tied 140th mm-hmm. after Friday's round, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. Did he finish fourth? He ends up finishing a lone solo fourth. Wow. And I don't know if you guys saw his dig, but he had a hole-in-one on Saturday. Nice. Had a hole-in-one on, I think it was hole 15 or 16. And he put out an Instagram. He goes, I swear I had a hole in one. Of course, or, or, um, unfortunately, there was no video footage of it. Oh. So, again, it just comes down to, my opinion, guys that get way too much TV time. Yeah. Where Abe has been a top 10 finisher how many times? He's now? one of the top players in the world. Right? Like, he's, statistically, one of the top players. He's in the world. on the President's Cup. He, I believe, don't quote me, I, we're probably going to have to do a little research on this, but I'm pretty certain he'll be representing Mexico at the Olympics. I would think so, yeah. Right? Uh, he's going back to the British Open here right away. The guy gets no time. Zero. Yeah, And maybe he pissed somebody off on the PGA Tour. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you take a guy like, my opinion, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he's a fan favorite for the young golfers. Ricky Fowler hasn't <gasps> done nothing in a long time. Yeah. Nothing. Um, it was a good tournament, though. Um, next week, what do we got this week? This week is, uh, I know we're two or two weeks out of, uh, British Open, July 15, 16, 17, 18, which is usually that that's my favorite golf tournament. I love the British Open because it makes, makes everyone play hard. You gotta play. It's, it's the toughest track on the tour. I mean, it doesn't matter where they're playing the British Open, but it makes you play because that score after four days of. Minus five, which on most tournaments, that's going to put you T22 or whatever. That's your leading score usually. So, yeah, we're a few weeks out from the British Open. I know a lot of players are taking some time off getting ready. I mean, because you got to remember there's travel time. There's, uh, what what they call it, jet lag, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What else you got? What about, okay, this is for, for both you guys. If you had the choice of having no alcohol on the golf course, Oh boy! And shooting your low round ever, and doing it once, or getting pissed like you guys usually do, and shoot under eighty. 
no alcohol low rum. I'll be the first to say it. So if I shoot under 80, I can still drink all the time? Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even shoot 80, so I'll, I'll take under and drink all the time. Effing raids. No, I definitely would be the opposite. All right. Low round, no alcohol. Hot dog with condiments or no condiments? None. Uh, I'll go with condiments. Okay, after a hockey game, cold Pepsi, cold beer, or, or cold water? <laughs> cold beer. <laughs> Times two. <laughs> the, a cold Pepsi. It's, I, it's pretty good. It's hey? good, but can't compete with cold beer after a game. Okay, last one of my other question here. Pre-game meal before you play a, a big round that day. You're planning to play good golf that day. Well, that's a tough one because I usually tee off at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I'm not going out for a big, you know, pan scrambler or a big breakfast. If I got a... Let's say 1 o'clock tea no, time. No, if I got a nice 4 o'clock tea time, 5 o'clock tea time. That's not nice. No, what 1 o'clock tea time, midday time. Midday, <laughs> the twilight. what am I having? What's a pre-game? Danny, go ahead. I got to think through this one through here. Well, uh... Old classic cold cut from Subway. <laughs> if it's a midday, uh, that's not bad. Let's keep it light. Yeah, keep it light. I like so, it. Uh, probably. So you're not going to make anything because you're just, I mean, you might, but. Honestly, like this might sound horrible, but I don't know. Grab a couple pops at the clubhouse and, and a hot dog or two. Or a Some sausage. bowl of chili. I, I don't know. You? What, what, what's your choice? What do you do? It depends what kind of event I'm playing. If I'm playing a serious event, it's like a good breakfast, like a bagel, and like a black coffee. Now, why? Keep it light. Fill the bag with cliff bars. Just have like four of those in the bag. Rotate through every three holes. Have a few. Because I know hockey's a different animal than golf. And I mean, before hockey games, you know, you'd have your pregame meal with chicken and pasta and whatnot, right? You don't go and eat no. chicken and pasta before on a golf. No. No, more times than not, I'm eating like pizza that night. <laughs> and then wake up in the morning and be like, fuck, I feel like shit. And that's kind of how I am too. I, I don't, I'm not a big breakfast guy. No. Drives Jill nuts. Like, yeah, she loves she loves pancakes. Like if I'm playing a tournament, I will have like, a bag rolling like something like nutritionist for di- for breakfast. But if I'm like going to work, I'm like black coffee, off the work. When did you get so old? Black coffee. I don't even drink black coffee. I just drink black coffee. I'm, I'm, sp- I'm making the switch too. Actually, it's good. Yeah, with the I'm, I used to do d- double double guy, but I kind of got to grow up now. And uh, I'm one just going one. a little bit of sugar with black coffee, and I like oh. that even. But what are you, you double-double guy or what? I'm a one-in-one. Oh, Here, here's my last one. Bad. I Actually, here, sorry. I, I can do coffee without sugar. I don't mind if it's just cream. Okay. It's just uh, black. Okay. Last one here, and then we'll wrap it up and go to our guest. What is – or why do pe- why do Canadians say tournament and Americans say tournament? Accent. How should it be said though? Tournament. Tournament. I didn't even tournament. know that was a thing. Tournament. Why is it? Why is it tournament? It's a tournament. Because <laughs> we don't have the accents. It's a tor. Uh, tournament. You sound like Jimmy Hayes over there. Tournament. 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 <laughs> beer. Tournament. Ba. Beer. Ba. It's tournament. I get that question all the time. Really? really? Oh yeah. I've never heard it, of that. Because like I think I want to say people say it's like torna. Let like it's tour. It's a tour. Let like a tournament. It's a tour, tournament, instead of a tournament. See, okay, here, I'm going to give you the scientific explanation of this now that I hear you say this over and over for the last 10 seconds. Tournament, see, I can't even say it how you're saying it. You have a tour. Yeah, That tournament. means something, so tour-ment, right? <laughs> Canadians here, this is scientific, facts. Tournament, the proper way that it is said, is 
you're going to play nine holes of golf and you're going to turn the corner, oh. right? And everything, it means something to you. So after you turn the corner on nine, that tournament, <laughs> tournament. lets you finish the last nine. <laughs> and you hope to win that tournament. All right. Uh, <laughs> golf moving facts. on to golf our, that's good. I like Troy. that tournament. Uh, okay. So we just lost some listeners because of that. <laughs> Before we go into our guest, first off, how about our close open cutter and buck? Thoughts, I'm boys? Real. I mean, I'm like, looking at the camera because we do have a YouTube channel. Softest golf shirt I've ever, ever worn. I swear to God. This thing, comfy. and I mean, I'm, I sweat, not like so much like somebody else to the left of me, right of you, but I, there's no stet stain residual. It's, it's just, it's very comfortable, comfortable. It's very light. Um, I mean, beautiful colors on you. You got the nice stripes. Danny's got the nice. I can't, I can't lift my arms right now because I'm pretty hot. No, the I, I mean, on me. <laughs> Cutter and Buck, they make a hell of a clothing. Yeah, it's I'm, so I know I got yeah. a jacket from them too, but on a day like today when it's plus 32 out, I'm not going to wear it. Uh, you will see me wearing it at some point. In For time. seven months of the year, yeah. <laughs> Eight, you know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, it's a spring fall. It's not a winter, but it's spring fall. Troy, um, do you, got, you got birdies on your? Uh, yeah, they're birdies. Those are bodies. Has it, help, has it helped you out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Birdies. Have you worn out golf? <laughs> Birdies. I look good out there. I look good That's out there. That's all that counts. That's all counts. And, and your quick thoughts on the cutter and buck? Well, exactly like Troy said, the comfi- comfiest shirt I've worn for uh, golf clothing or polo type shirts. So I'm definitely, I hope we get some more. And yeah. And we're going to look sick in the pills and all those hats. There's not many people have those. They're limited edition hats, the pill. And the tailor made ones. I know I'm still waiting for a couple, but. Yeah, I'm they'll be here jelly. soon. Little jelly, Drew. Let's go into our guest today. Um, not different. At all. He plays a lot of golf. He's played a lot of good golf courses, better than the ones that we have. But he's a stop-motion animator creator. Former um, rapper. Former rapper that didn't you know, didn't turn out the way he wanted to. But this thing he's doing now is taking off. So, taking off. Taking. Taking off. Taking off. So, okay. So, our guest today, Jared Jacobs. Double J. Uh, what's it? Goldie Yella on Instagram and Twitter. Boys, let's let's quickly here before going to the interview here. Uh, quick thoughts on on Jared. Amazing what Lego can do for someone. Yeah. And I I don't want to spoil. You get they got to listen yeah. to the podcast. It's just amazing what happens. He had a dream to be a rapper. That faltered. Got into Lego. Check out the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Listen up. It's he's very creative. So check it. Listen up. Yeah. There it is. Jared Jacobs. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. Right, we are pleased to be joined by a guy that is from Calgary, Alberta. He is a full of energy and loves golf. He's a stop-motion animator. This guy makes playing with Lego super incredible and fun. We're pleased to have on today Jared Jacobs. Jared, man, uh, we appreciate you coming on today. Anytime. You guys can have me on anytime. Well, we'd love to. Well, I mean, actually, let's get through this first, and then we'll, then we'll see where we're at, Jared, right? <laughs> sure. 
Sure. Though, yeah. Let's not. Let's not get. To, I mean, that that I, that did come on a little strong. You can't have me on any time yet. Yeah, that was. Possible. I don't. I don't want to sound desperate. Alrighty. I know we all have some questions here for you. I know Troy does, Dan does, but first we want to backtrack this a bit as we always do. Uh, walk us through growing up in Calgary, Alberta. You know, a city I'm quite you know fond of. But uh, you know, walk us through it, and you know, you know, what, what was a young Jared Jacobs doing? Um, getting into a lot of trouble. Um, actually, I didn't get into too much trouble. I was pre- I was a pretty good kid. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Northwest Calgary, like varsity area, kind of by. If you're familiar with Calgary, like Silver Springs Golf Course is like walking distance from my house. Yeah, yeah. So we we're pretty close to that. But I didn't play a lot of golf growing up. I just kind of. Played hockey, played a little basketball, um, rugby in high school. Um, and then I was, I, I don't know, I was just kind of everybody's friend and the kid who was attention ADD and just like had to be the center of attention if I could. And and then sometimes I didn't want to be the center of attention. And so, uh, you know, my generation was kind of like it was frowned upon if you were always like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. But now that's kind of the world that we live in. Like you have to be like self-promoting all the time. So I get a little sick of that, but uh, I think that's just the way that I grew up. I'm not, I'm not that younger generation, but I'm trying to, trying to fit in with these young bucks. I got, I got a question, Drew. Yeah, go for it. No, but I want you to ask the next one and then I'm going to jump on top of that one. All right. So uh, fire away. Oh, you want to go over my next question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, just talk about your background. I mean, uh, you know, were you a sports guy growing up right away? Or, I mean, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, you do play with Lego now, which is totally awesome. But what were you doing as a, as a young Jared? Well, I was, I was not playing with Lego as a young Jared. I uh, actually didn't own much Lego growing up. But I, I played hockey from when I was like about – started when I was like four or five, I think. And then – just kind of played until uh, until I started playing goalie. And then my parents are like, hey, we don't really want to spend this much money on hockey. So how about you play basketball? And so I was like, well, can't I just do both? And they're like, no, you're just going to play basketball. And so so I stopped playing hockey for probably like six or seven years. I mean, we've always, we would always play street hockey. Um, but I grew up in just like a great part of Calgary. Like Northwest Calgary is just awesome. And like, I was just super blessed to be there, but uh, yeah, we just kind of, I don't know, just like any typical Canadian, you know, you, you play a lot of hockey, get in a lot of fights, um, but then you go out and hang out with your buddies after you get in fights with them. Usually any fights that I would get in would be with like my good friends. So we would yeah. just, I don't know why Canadians are so violent, but we just are. <laughs> it's so damn hot and cold in this country. That's, That's true. We, we've got a lot to complain about. So, um, so now I live in the States. I, I'm in Boise, Idaho, and uh, it's nice. pretty hot here too. Isn't that where Graham is? Yep. Yeah. You ever, you ever run into one of our friends of the show, Graham Dillette? No, I've never. <laughs> so funny story about Graham. Um, he's actually kind of what got me into the sports side of the Lego stuff. So really? I followed him in 2014 at the, at, at Pinehurst at the U S open, I, we were following DJ cause my buddy had friends who went to like college with him. And then I was just kind of there by myself in Pinehurst, not knowing anybody. And so I just looked at like the, the card that tells you who's playing. And I was like, Graham Dillette from Boise, Idaho. I was like, who's this guy? I didn't know much about golf. And so I was like, I'm going to go follow this guy. 
And then, so his wife was following him. And then this other guy named Jason was also following him. Um, and he was from Boise. And so I just kind of, you know, talked to, talked to them while we were following Graham, but he didn't make the cut that year. Um, but yeah, for the first two days, that's how I, f- I followed Graham. And then, so when I got into the sports side of this, the first um, sports Lego video I made was Graham and Jules just like golfing together. Was, I just like kind of put something together. I was like, it'd be kind of cool to do sports stuff. And, um, and then I tweeted it at him. He was the only reason why I got on Twitter. So that, cause I knew he was big on Twitter. And so I tweeted it at him and Jules and then Jules retweeted it. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then Graham retweeted it when I was out golfing and I was like, Holy cow, I've never seen this amount of notifications before. And so I talked to him a little bit in the DMS and then um, I was kind of just like, you know, I didn't really want to fangirl over another golfer cause I yeah. didn't really care that much. And I'm sure he was just kind of like, it was like the height of Graham Dillette too, like the bearded Canadian. And so, um, but I guess he lives in Boise now. Um, but I haven't talked to him. I, sh- I probably should, uh, I probably should go hang out with him at some point. Uh, the Dallas stars came to training camp here. And so we were in the same building at one point, but we just never met up. Um, and maybe he doesn't want to meet me. I don't know. Maybe he's like, who's this loser that plays Lego for a living. But if you guys are buddies with him, maybe, uh, Maybe you're cool by association. You guys are Sas- Saskatchewan boys. Is he from, where's he from? Weyburn? Weyburn. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Is that like a tiny town? It's an hour South of here. Oh, okay. China, yeah. Population's very, what is it? A couple thousand ish. Yeah. I don't know. Google it. We're not very good at stats <laughs> in this podcast. We get carved day in day out. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. We know it's an hour away though from Regina. So, yeah. So how do you guys know him then just through golf? Yeah, we had him on the podcast. I mean, we're not like best buddies by any means, but yeah, we just uh, I I play on the golf SAS tour here, and then he played on that, so we kind of just yeah followed him. He was the my idol growing up, I, I guess you'd say. So, oh really? Yeah. Well, then you need to come down to Boise, and then we can go play golf together. Does he still golf? Uh yes. He's actually rehabbing another back injury right now. That's brutal. He's hoping to be. He actually was on uh, one of the local radio stations here last week. It sounds like he's trying to be back at some point this year. So. But yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll hit him up. I just don't, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like, hey, buddy, remember me that made the Lego video of you that you retweeted? <laughs> we should go. You, we should go hang out video. sometime or stuff. You know, when you DM him, Jared, ask him if he's got any prairie, the prairie bard that'll get you in the. Uh, oh yeah, I got one of those hats from the golf course. I, I wear it a lot. Um, Jules's wife will always comment whenever I'm wearing that that hat she's like nice hat you know because all those guys started following me like it's weird who follows me now on social like it just kind of yeah but yeah Graham was the guy who kind of got it all rolling just by retweeting something that I did so then the next week I was like I'm on to something here with the sports stuff next week I did Tiger Woods at the Masters on the 16th hole and that just went like crazy viral and like changed my life like after that like life was just different so Jared, this goes right into my, my, my next question here. And we're all curious of it. Um, you know, when did you start doing this? You know, and, and obviously I was doing some homework on it and he started doing some scenes from breaking bad. Uh, yeah. Walk us through, you know, when you bored one night and you're like watching the TV show and then you started doing sport ones, but like, this is pretty cool, man. We saw the one today on the NHL network there. Uh, yeah. Walk us through, you know, there's just this whole longevity of it. Yeah. So it started kind of like, I like the stop motion side of things. I kind of like that 
you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer show growing up. And I didn't really understand what stop motion was, but I was always kind of fascinated by it. So I started kind of playing around with it. Um, I had a nephew that had some Lego. I think I, I think one of the first ones I did was at my mother-in-law's house around American Thanksgiving, just kind of holed up in the basement and was like playing around with my nephew's Lego. And I was like, I, maybe I'm going to try making some stop motion videos. And I think one of the first ones that I put out on my Instagram, I probably had like a few hundred followers at the time on Instagram. Um, I think I just tagged Breaking Bad in it or somehow a couple of the actors from the show found it and they were like, Hey, you have to keep doing this. This is amazing. And I was like, wait, these are the actual actors from the show. So then I started getting a little bit of a following just from Breaking Bad fans. But then when that show ended, I probably did that for like a couple of years, just kind of whenever I felt like it, I would recreate a scene from Breaking Bad and they would always share it. And it was always super cool. Um, Aaron Paul actually is from Boise, Idaho. So I met him one time, which was cool. Um, Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of surreal though. Like just the fact that I was like, I'm like a nobody. And these, these videos were not even good. Like they were awful. Like I, my 10 year old, my, or my nine-year-old son could put together a better stop motion video than what I first did. Um, just cause kids nowadays are so intuitive when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah. But, um, I'm like bleeding from the eyeballs trying to figure out how to get this to work. And then from there, honestly, like once that show was over, that was when I switched to the sports stuff and I went to like this store called bricks and minifigs and actually borrowed Lego from, I couldn't even afford Lego at the time. I just, I was just like, Hey, uh, it was kind of like a play it against sports of Lego. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like buy like used and new Lego. And so I was like, Hey, could I like borrow a bunch of stuff? And then I made the Graham video with that. And then for the Tiger Woods one, I needed to borrow even more stuff and they were cool. They're just like, yeah, sure. You can borrow it. Like who even asked that? Like you go into like a retail store and you're like, Hey, can I borrow some of your stuff and I'll bring it right back. So it was just kind of gritty on how it all got started. And then now um, I have like budgets that where they're, it's like, they're like, yeah, we'll give you X amount of dollars for like your Lego budget. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy that you guys are going to pay me money. And on top of that, you're going to pay me money to buy more Lego. And now like if we were in my Lego studio, you could kind of see that it's just everywhere now. Like yeah. it just takes over. It's consuming to the point where I'm like, I have too much of this. Like I need to scale down a little bit, but then I get big projects like, like the NH like the NHL just recently. That was pretty cool. Cause I had worked with NHL network before, but I'd never worked with the NHL itself. And so like, you know, you're a kid growing up and you're like, My, you want to play in the NHL someday, but you don't know that you're going to play with Lego in the NHL someday. <laughs> so I guess dreams kind of come true in a way, yeah, like in a roundabout way. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like to, to think about all the stuff that I've been able to do just from playing with Lego and the people that I know now and like people that I call friends, I'm like, this is crazy. This never would have happened otherwise. So before we get back into some more Lego talk, um, I did some research on Google. I don't know if you're scared of this next question's coming here, but I'm assuming <laughs> with your, uh, your, your handle of gold yeller, uh, you were an aspiring rapper. That's, that's correct. Right. Oh, that was my question. <laughs> Yeah. Walk us down the road of uh, your your rap career and um, how you got into it and why it didn't pan out and you end up playing with Lego. Well, usually um, light-skinned Canadians like myself 
that are in there. Like, I guess that started like in my early thirties. I always liked rap growing up as a kid. And so I started, it was on Facebook. It started where I just started like writing rhymes and then putting them on my Facebook account. And then people started like rapping in the comments, like kind of like battle rap. And so I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then from there, it kind of evolved to, I would make um, a rap video every week. We called it freestyle Friday where, and that's how kind of how I got into the YouTube side of things and like the content side and I did that for like two or three years where every week I would do a rap and then everybody that would rap in the comments, I would like select the winner of who like won that battle that year or that, that day. And so I, I, I made this um, video. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm, I want to like, this is like early YouTube. And I'm like, dude, I think I could make something out of this. Like maybe I could get into the rap game. And so I, paid this guy to like produce a rap a music like the music side of it like a beat and then we recorded it in like his uh his closet and it was garbage it was so bad it sounded terrible and then like he didn't really know what he was doing I had no idea what I was doing but I was like let's figure this out and then I I met a guy at VidCon one year who was like a legit like produce like the music for like Devin super tramp videos. who was like a big YouTuber and I kind of became buddies with him. And I was like, dude, can you listen to this? This is garbage. He's like, just come to my studio. We'll just like record it. His name's Brendan, by the way. So we just re-recorded it. He redid the beat and it was awesome. It's, it's a video called farm boy flow. I don't know if you've already seen it through your Google research, but it's, nope. <laughs> we yeah. put it up on YouTube and it got like 2000 views or something. And I was like, eh, Maybe. And, and so he didn't charge me to produce that either. But then I asked, I was like, dude, I got to pay you for this. Like, what do I owe you? And he's like, yeah, I don't think you can afford what I charge. And I'm like, well, give me a number. And he's like, I probably would have charged you like five to 10 grand to produce that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't have that kind of cash at the moment. Uh, That's when when you asked him to borrow it. Hey, can I just borrow this? Can we put this on layaway or something? I can pay you in Lego somehow. But this, this was before Lego. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got the name Gold Yeller. It took me a while to come up with that name. And I was kind of older. And so like Old Yeller was like one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. And then gold is kind of synonymous with rap. And so then I, then it just became Gold Yeller. But then when the rap stuff didn't pan out and like this stop motion stuff blew up for me, I already had all these Gold Yeller handles everywhere. And so that's just kind of what I've become known as now is gold yeller, but most people will associate it with the Lego side of things. Most people don't do their research like you and find out that it was actually a, um, a failed rap career that got me the name gold yeller. Actually uh, I found it on Napster this afternoon too. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> Had a good listen. It was awesome. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of want to ask another question. When, when the rap career, didn't go the way you wanted to go what made you get into like the stop motion so I started doing a lot of video stuff because of because of the rap stuff I was I I kind of had a knack for doing video things and so I got a job at like a, a lumber supply company here in Boise and they let me produce all these videos for them and so I, I kind of became pretty good at it like doing stuff on Premiere Pro and then I just I mean, I just kind of kept going with it. I really liked it. I didn't go to film school or anything. I just kind of 
you know, I only went to college to kind of appease my parents and, and I wasn't really a good student. In fact, I was a terrible student. Like, I, I don't know how I didn't get kicked out of college. Um, but I kind of wish that I would have dropped out of college because college hasn't really done anything for me. Um, it, it was basically like a four-year vacation where I didn't even go to school most of the time. Kind of like high school. High school was the same way. My wife is always like, how did you make it through high school if you never went to class? She's like, we had to, we had like attendance and stuff. I was like, well, I'd stay for attendance and then I'd just leave. Sounds like me. <laughs> so you were kind of like so, the yeah. Mark Zuckerberg of the uh, stop motion world, right? When, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want to be, a, <laughs> Mark, I don't, I'll never censor anybody. Okay. We'll just say that. I don't want to be known as the Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, Jared, I want to know quickly, and I think we all do. How long does it take to make one of those videos that you that you made? Because I watched a few last night. I was late at bed. I was talking to Danny H. And we were texting. I'm like, these things are incredible. Like you're all day, you're piecing things together. And and the cool part was you had all the audio too with it, which is super awesome. Like just walk us through like a like a day in the life of building one of those sets. So that so the Jordan Spieth one that I did probably took over a hundred hours with wow. building and then filming. Holy. So like for a 30 second video, it took, they typically take about 60 to 70 hours for like one video, just because I've gotten really good at it. And like the production level has gone way up. Um, like, but like the first Tiger Woods video that I did took maybe like four hours and it, and I just filmed it on my phone. And that is probably still one of the most viral videos that I've ever put out to date. Yeah. And it wasn't that good, but it was everywhere. Like I remember Kyle Porter from like CBS sports was sharing it. And he's like giving me ideas of other things that I could do next. And so I kept kind of making them and I would just try and get them out as fast as I could. But then like, you know, big 10 networks reaching out and they're like, Hey, we want you to do one every week for us. And I was doing this on the side still. Cause I wasn't making very much money doing them. Um, I didn't even know that I could make money doing them until like bleacher report and places and Pinehurst resort, like reach out. And they're like, Hey, we want you to do this with Pinehurst. I just did trade. I was like, I always wanted to play at Pinehurst, but I never thought I'd be fancy enough to play there. So I'm like, if yeah. you can hook up a few rounds for me and my cousin, like, I'll just, I'll do that Payne Stewart one for you. And they're like done. And I've done stuff with them since then too. We did like a John Daly one. So I've been golfing at Pinehurst now a few times, like, probably four or five of their courses. I've played number two twice and nice. I'm just like, I have no business playing that. Like I'm not that good at golf. I'm probably like a 14 handicap now. So I'm just not very good, but I never took lessons. Like I just, I just love playing golf. And, and then after the pandemic, like I started playing golf all the time. Yeah. Where I'd play four or five times a week because there's nothing else to do. So, and then, and now I just love it. Like now it's like, it's probably the thing that I'm most passionate about is playing golf. Well, we're going to get into some more golf chat here. We just have a few more questions uh, regarding what you do for a daily living. Like what, what are some of the, and maybe you can't tell us, but what are some of the big project, projects you got coming up here in the near future? Yeah. I, so I probably can't, I probably shouldn't say, because the, my only problem with that is I've, I've said a few things that don't pan out and even just like leaving little breadcrumbs, and then, the, and then it just like, once COVID hit, like stuff just went into the tank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did the music stuff. I did a music video that still hasn't been released. I don't know when it ever will be, but it was for a pretty big artist. Um, and so like, hopefully that gets released. They've paid me like half the money so far. So 
Hey, can um, I ask a question, Jared? Yeah. You know that movie, uh, was it called Pixel? Like, were you involved in that at all? Like, they have no, Lego I haven't, movie, right? I haven't seen that movie. Right? This is the movie with like, with uh, Lego drives, right? The, the, the yeah, like the Batman movie, like the Pixel, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but like, basically, there's a bunch of Legos, and it's like Lego World. Like the Lego, like the Lego movie? Yeah. That, maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't involved with that. Um, no. They... A lot of that's actually CGI. Like my stuff is like by hand. Oh, so they do, they do like a tiny bit of that stuff by hand. But if they did those movies all by hand, they would take years and years to make. Like they'd probably take like 10 years to make because it's just so oh. it's so labor intensive. So if it, I mean, if it takes me 100 hours just to build one set for a 30 second video, you can imagine how many animators you'd have to get. And they'd have to be the same consistency of animators, like same frame rate. So it would, yeah, it would take forever. So a lot of that stuff's done in CGI. So this, this might be a weird question too, but doing what you do, is Tim Burton one of your idols? <laughs> I do like, I do like Tim Burton. I like, I, I love the stop motion side of things. Like I'm, it, I, it always fascinated me. Um, but I just, I didn't know that you could actually do it. And now with technology, like it's easier to do. Like the fact that I made, the first ones on my phone is just nuts to me. I didn't even have an app. I think I was making them on Vine. So it wasn't even really a stop motion video. Um, but then I got an app on my phone that I made them with. And so, and now I teach like a course for like kids that want to learn how to do it, where they can like learn the stop motion just by like an app on their phone. And some of the some of the videos that kids will send me are like really, really good videos. And I'm like, man, these yeah. kids are going to be better than me here pretty soon. They're going to take my job. You know, like as I, I'm a bit older than everybody in the room here, but it's kind of cool seeing what you do. I mean, like this morning, I'm a huge Oilers fan, right? So I saw McDavid on there. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, and, I'm like, and you had it so detailed so well. It's just, I don't think it's as big as a, uh, a YouTube star, you know, doing cooking shows you know what I mean like this the stop motion stuff so is there a big are you being asked to teach it a lot yeah um yes and no like usually I just don't have time the this the stuff that I did teaching with was actually another animator friend of mine um named Trisha Zemp and she was just like hey I've she's she had done a couple courses online and she had given one away for free during COVID and just like, there was like 70,000 families that signed up for her stop motion class. And so she did like a poll and was like, Hey, what do you guys want to learn next? Cause she doesn't do Lego stop motion. She just does like paper stop motion. And so they were like, we want to learn Lego stop motion. So she reached out to me through like a mutual, it was actually through Brendan, by the way, the guy that produced farm boy flow for me. Um, he was like our mutual friend. And then, she, I think I was on like an Instagram live with Brendan and she's like, Hey Jared, would you want to like teach a Lego stop motion course with me? And I was like, sure, Trish, whatever. Like she was just cool by association. And so, so we did that. I went down to her studio in Utah and we filmed for like three days and, and put out the only one that I've ever done online. Um, but I would have never done that by myself. Cause I'm so like, can't focus on anything. But then when I do the stop motion stuff, it's like hyper focus. So it's kind of weird. Like I, I'll see like a squirrel and I'm like, Oh, there's a squirrel, you know? But then when I have to like buckle down and, 
and hyper focus, it's almost like this ADD thing is like a superpower. So it's it's yeah. it's kind of a catch twenty two where you're like, it's good for me, but like, it's hard to function hmm. in, in just daily life. Yeah. Well, and you had bring up you had brought up the Rudolph movie. Is that uh, was that movie made by stop motion too? That old yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all. That that movie must have taken forever to make. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Like, if you took you know a hundred hours to do your first one, like imagine doing a full movie. Right, and they have puppets and everything like that. Like, the, just the the logistics involved with that, I'm sure, were just mind blowing. But that was probably a super time consuming uh, movie. But I mean, I appreciate it even now. You yeah. know, like thirty years later, forty years later. How, I, th- I think it was actually in like the sixties or seventies they made that. Yeah. So it's been around forever, but yeah, I can't imagine what they were working with, especially if they're doing it on like film and like cutting film. And uh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. So Jared, uh, favorite stop motion video to date. Like, like I said, last night I was scrolling it crazy. Um, I know I have a couple of your ones on there that I liked last night, but what, uh, you know, what are some of your favorite ones to date? I would say probably the one of the Tiger Woods videos, either the club twirl one or the hole in one at the waste management. Um, I like that. I really like the Jordans. A lot of the golf ones, actually. I really like the Jordan Spieth one with how that turned out. And they actually showed it to we 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 had talked about maybe doing something where I was like people tell me I look like um, Happy Gilmore's homeless caddy. Yeah, and so like, I was going to dress up as a caddy and like. <laughs> be Jordan's like Lego caddy and like teach him and Michael Greller, like how to make stop motion of themselves and like film some content around it. So I was pretty excited about that, but the, um, it kind of got a kibosh put on it when COVID hit and you couldn't be around anybody. Um, so, I mean, maybe someday I'll do something like that. Like it'd be cool to do something with like Tiger Woods or like Phil Mickelson, where you're just like recreating a scene with them, but you're like helping them. do it it would just be amazing that's something that i i mean that's kind of one of the next things that i want to do is um just actually have the person who's in who's the subject be helping me animate themselves i think that would be kind of cool yeah that would be cool well should we get into some golf talk yeah let's do some golf talk here i know well you already mentioned you're a 14 handicap but you're also a big golfer i've seen tons of videos of you and photos of you you played some sick courses as you mentioned but first how is the game these days? You, you mentioned you're 14, but how much are you playing during the weeks? So are you playing lots? Uh, yeah, walk us through your golf game, Jared. I, okay, I may not be a 14 handicap. Like, I might be better than that, but I just tell people that I, I kind of sandbag a little bit. Yeah, um, shit. You're I don't have a Yeah, I don't have an established handicap, and I don't really care. Like, half the time, I don't even keep score. Like, I just kind of go out to have fun. And I don't play in like tournaments where we have to have like established handicaps. I don't play in men's league anymore. And so I'm yeah. just kind of like, who cares? Um, I'm not playing anybody for money. So nobody cares when I beat them when they, when they're hearing that I'm a 14 handicap. I probably, I'm probably like, I don't know, 10 or 11 at this point. Cause I play a lot. Um, but then it depends on the course too. Like if I'm playing my home course, I'm pretty decent. But if I'm playing like uh, the Trump Bedminster course, I'm like, this is, where they were going to play like the PGA championship and I'm garbage at this course, you know, I'm probably shooting in like in the high nineties, like Pinehurst, I shot over a hundred and I'm like, I don't remember the last time I shot over a hundred, but number two is just brutal. So it just gives you a respect for like the guys who are on tour and like actually 
golfing for a living. I'm like, I don't yeah, know how you do incredible. it. Cause I'm like, I just played in this Chippo tournament where it's like this little um, backyard ty- type of um, golf game. And it's like a, it's like a cornhole for golf. And it was like Labatt, Labatt Seltzer was like sponsoring it. And so I no free ads, Jared. Yeah. No free ads. Yeah. Thank you. Cut that part out. It was sponsored by Off the Hosel. Yeah, Off the Hosel was sponsoring it. And uh and I was I mean it was just fun. Like I'm like, how can I do this for a living? How do I play golf for a living? That's kind of my next goal is to figure out how I can be whether it's in like the media space or whatever it is, I I want to figure out how I can just be on the golf course all the time. Yeah playing or just being around the game just because I love it so much. And I'm probably going to play it, you know, into my, as long, as long as I live, I'll probably into my nineties. If I, if I get that old, maybe we're speaking to the next Tim Tebow here. He went from football to baseball and now he wants to be a professional golfer. So. See, I don't want to be a professional golfer. I don't, that's too much pressure. I, I maybe a caddy for somebody would be fun. If I, I already look like the homeless caddy, so maybe just go wash some windows. The Corn Ferry Tour is coming to Boise, so maybe I just go, like, wash a couple windows when the players are rolling up, and and maybe somebody will put me on their back. Be a little looper for a while. That could be kind of pretty fun. You got any uh, hole-in-ones, Jared? No, I've come close. Yeah. So, okay, so I got, like, here in Boise in the winter, they'll put, like, they'll have three holes cut. And then they'll cover two of them and then put the pin in the other one. So I was filming myself and I hit a shot on a par three and it bounced on something on the green. And I was like, what did that just bounce off of? And it was actually the hole that was covered. And so it's like a fake hole in one. That's like the closest I've ever come was actually like it would have dunked it. But then there probably would have been like a pool noodle in it anyways because of COVID. So it wouldn't have counted. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would have counted, but not counted. But that's the closest I've come. There's been a few times where I've just been like inches away, and I'm like, "Come on, I I I feel like I'm due for a hole in one, but I haven't had one yet." Sounds like little brother over here. He's due for one. Yeah, hey? yeah, yeah. We're all close, Jared, with hole in ones. So, uh, none of you guys have had one. No, mini golf. Yeah, I've had a few mini golf. I was with the guy a couple of weeks ago, uh, par three, one eighty six, and. I know it went in the hole. I wasn't me with my buddy. It went in the hole, but you just referenced the pool noodle and it. Oh yeah. So it popped out. Yeah. It popped out. Nice birdie. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Nice birdie. So I witnessed one. I was golfing with my buddy. It was probably like 125 out par three. And he just like, we couldn't see it go in, but I was more excited. It was like his third hole in one. And I was more excited that he got a hole in one than he was. He was just kind of like, eh. I don't know if he was just playing it cool, but I'm like, dude, I feel like you need to be more excited about this. Like I'm like shaking from adrenaline after he gets a hole in one and it wasn't even me that got it. So I can't even imagine. I'll probably like jump in a pond when I get a hole in one because I know it's coming. If I'm near a pond, I'm jumping in fully clothed. I don't even care. I don't care how fancy the course is. I'm going to jump in. I think that's how I'm going to celebrate. And then go do a snow angel in the sand trap. Oh, you'd be all messy and gross after that. Yeah, and then, well, then nobody's going to want me to buy him drinks afterwards because I'll be, be, I'll be a homeless there. mess. That's probably I'll, I'll like, legit have to take a bath in the pond afterwards. It's probably, why shampoo. You, probably why your buddy wasn't too excited about hitting another hole in one. He's going, damn, credit card's going to get racked up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. All right, Jared. 
let's go into our uh, question from the gallery, our segment here, sponsored by Molson Coors. Molson Canadian is introducing the Stanley Cup batch for a limited time in six-pack bottles. Each batch is passed through the Stanley Cup Bowl, bringing you closer to your hockey dream. And, you know, let's go Habs. All right, Jared, first one here. You mentioned you don't keep uh, score very often, but what is your lowest round that you know of? 78 is the lowest round I've ever shot. I finally broke 80, and I was – I actually, like, live-streamed the 18th hole, and I went – and I had to get – if I would have got a triple bogey, I wouldn't have broke 80. But I was like, if I get double bogey or better, I'm breaking 80 here. So I was like, I just started live streaming it, which put more pressure on me. So it was a stupid thing to do. But I went like driver, driver off the deck. It was a par five. And then like just a little chip shot in. And then I two putt for a par and I'm done. I was like, whole. I was like, I could not believe that I just broke 80. And so now my next goal is to break like 75. Awesome. That's a good goal to have because, yeah, I'm still working on that. But uh, uh, what was I going to ask you? Ultimate goal foursome, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you got to throw Tiger Woods in there. Probably Tiger. Um, Bill Murray, I think, would be a fun one. Maybe Happy Gilmore's caddy and me. The homeless caddy, not the Will Zalatoris one. <laughs> Danny, that one. All right. Uh, are you a, are you actually a Hartford Whalers fan? I mean, it's the best. Lo- I'm actually an Edmonton Oilers fan, but Hartford Whalers is the best logo ever. You're made. an Oilers fan from Calgary. Yeah, I, I know. I was the, I was the black sheep of the family. My, we even had like partial season tickets to the flames and uh, don't tell Graham this if you talk to him, but I was an Oilers fan. You know, I like winners. I I was the black sheep and I was like, everybody's cheering for the flames. I'm going to cheer for the Oilers. So I hated the flames growing up, but now I, I like any Canadian team. Like I'm cheering for the Habs right now. We went up to game three of the Stanley cup finals in Calgary, me and my buddy, like the first year I lived down here and somehow like finagled our way into the saddle dome. And we're like sitting in like Brett, the Hitman's heart section and like Goldberg's there. And it was just, and there was a bunch of guys from Winnipeg actually that had just drove in from Winnipeg. And we were like in the standing room only like the handicap section. And, and it was like the time of my life. I'll never forget the national anthem when everybody was singing Oh Canada. Like it still gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. That was like my favorite part, but it was the game where again, and the Cavalier fought like yeah, Iggy yeah. had like an, he had like a Gordie Howe hat trick. And so it was just like, it was so so cool to be there. Like I hope to go to another Stanley Cup finals again because it, it's pretty awesome. I got to go to uh NBA finals when the Raptors were in it down in um down in California for the Warriors. And so that was pretty cool. I met like Mav right. Nav the super fan and gave him his own little minifigure character. That's cool. And yeah, it's it's just kind of, it's been kind of weird though. Like the fact that I just get like I was just at the Masters. I never thought I would ever be at the Masters. And how was it? It was, well, so it was just a practice round. I didn't even know that people really went to practice rounds. That's like, I guess the cool thing to go to, because you can take a camera in. It's one of the best parts. Right. But I didn't know that. I was like, wait, I'm going to go to a practice round and watch them practice. Like that doesn't sound that awesome, but it was, it was awesome. Um, My buddy uh, Dylan Fratelli plays on tour and he's like, 
he came and played in a tournament we did with PGA memes. Um, he was in Orlando at Bay Hill and he didn't make the cut. And so I was like, dude, just come play the back nine on our like scramble team. So he showed up and, and that was like the first time we'd met. We'd, we'd kind of known each other online for a few years. He's a big Lego fan. And so uh, it was kind of cool to hang out with him. And then he just kind of mentioned, I was like, I think I might sneak into the masters. And he's like, don't do that. He's like, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, well, I'm kind of good at getting into places I don't belong. It's kind of my superpower. And he's like, no, that's a terrible idea. He's like, I will get you a ticket to the masters. And I was like, what do you mean? Get me a ticket. He's like, we get tickets. He's like, I can get you a ticket. He's like, I'll get, he's like, I'll get you one for like the practice round. So I was like, practice. We're talking about practice. And then then I ended up going and it was awesome. It was just like, there was nobody there either. Cause you had to be like a Bergman's member, like have the fancy passes or else you had to like be a friend of one of the players. And so he, yeah, he hooked it up. And then um, I just went and hung out at the masters for, for a day. It was sick. So that being said, that might answer my next question, but what was your, what is your favorite golf memory? That's probably it. Yeah. Being, being at the masters is probably my favorite. It was pretty cool, honestly, to follow Graham um, to see, like that was kind of my first exposure to it. And so like, the fact that he played at Boise state from Canada, it was just, it was just perfect. I was like, Oh, this is the guy I'm following, but I didn't know anything about him, but he just seemed super cool. He's just kind of, you know, nonchalant just goes and sits up on like the, the little cooler where they keep the waters and he's just kind of waiting for his next shot. And he, he was just super, he seemed super cool. But like I said, I never talked to him. I like just, I just talked to him in DMS. I need to go out and get drinks with him or something and uh, get to know Graham. He lives in the same town. I might as well. I'm just. Yeah. I you know. probably should do that. Yeah. You probably, probably I bet I will. I'll, I'll DM him after this and I'll say, Hey, Graham, I was on your favorite podcast off the hosel. <laughs> and uh, they told me that I should reach out to you and we should go and hang out. That's not bad. All is right. That, I have I'll tell him that you guys sent me. Yeah. You do that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be cool by association. I'll just say, Hey, Graham. It's time we go hang out. We don't have to play golf if you don't want to play golf. But I actually, um, I do um, color commentating for the Idaho Steelheads. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So, so I've worked for them ever since I moved to Boise like 17 years ago. But like the past five years, I've been like the Pierre Maguire down in between the benches. <laughs> and and I love it. And I'll wear like Don Cherry, like really loud suits. and And I literally just look like a homeless person that somehow weaseled his way into in between the benches, but I'm just kind of comic relief there. It's, but I didn't think I would love it as much as I do. I absolutely love it. So maybe I'll invite him to a hockey game or something. If he still lives in Boise. Jared, my next question for you is I saw you recently wearing a Dodfather hat, shooting a basketball behind your back and making a full court. How did the connection with our cousin Dale and and you become a, a thing? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I think Dale reached out. I, th- I want to say maybe I did a hot dog review. I don't remember how we linked up, but we actually, um, he might be somebody, if he can ever make it back into the United States, that might be one of the guys that, that I teach how to make a Lego video of him eating a hot dog. We, we actually cool. just talked about that. He was, we were, cause he's down in Mexico and he's like, yeah. dude, just come down to Mexico. I'm like, I don't have a passport. Otherwise I would. Cause he's playing like these fancy courses in Mexico now. And how sick would that be? 
You don't have a passport? I, no. <laughs> I, I mean, it expired. I have one. Almost, I just almost. haven't used a passport in a long time. And so it expired and I haven't gotten, gotten another one. I need to go get another one. But I just haven't left the country in probably five years. Fair enough. I have a question. It might be a little selfish, though, because Jared yeah. and myself and Drew and Daniel become best friends here over the last hour. I was wondering if Jared would do a stop motion video of off the hosel. I should. I should. What do we, what do we want to do? Just have your lips moving the whole you're time? The, you're, the a... <laughs> you're the creator. You're the creator. No, I, I, want, I want a little Lego guy myself. Maybe kind of cool. Just to put a guy in my little profile on Twitter. That'd be sick. Just have yeah, a little actually, profile. I think I have one in my pocket of, I think I've got the. Yeah, flip us off. You didn't give us the finger? No, it's not the finger. <laughs> I do. I have a Lego hot dog, actually. <laughs> um, but I've got like a homeless looking happy uh, so this bricks and minifigs place made me some uh, some little caddies I don't know what how well you can see that. oh yeah who is that supposed to be that's supposed to be gold yeller oh that's cool you look and like so, kind of like Dale I kind of do look like Dale and so that's what I talked to him about I was like Dude, I have all of these. I'm like, I have all the stuff to do it. Like, we should just do it. But I kind of want to do it where he's like helping me do it, just because he's such a funny dude that I think it would be hilarious to have like me being Dale's Lego caddy of him being a caddy eating hot dogs. Like, it's just kind. It's pretty meta, but uh, yeah. I think I think it could be pretty funny. So if he ever makes it back into the United States, I don't know what the deal is with his visa, but uh, we got to get that figured out. Yeah, I guess that was a hard no to the off the hosel. Uh, yeah, that was video, a hard right? no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's not get desperate here, boys. Like, let's work. Let's slowly work into this. You don't you, like. You guys are asking to hook up on the first date. You have to. You gotta like, go no, you kind of gotta you gotta slow play it. <laughs> like, where's the romance here? Where's the bromance, boys? Well, that was the first forty-five minutes of this thing. That's that was. That's true. Yeah, you guys did kind of soften me up, so we we might be able to work something out. Anything more, Troy? I think I'm good. This was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, here I'll, I guess I'll ask one more. Are you ever planning to come to Canada? Um, yes. I so I was planning to come to Canada last year actually, but then I don't know when your government is ever going to open up the borders again to 2024 the, to, us, to us dirty Americans. Apparently, we're dirty. Even though I am Canadian, now I've I've lived in the States about as long as I lived in Canada. So I guess I'm just one of those dirty Americans that you Canadians don't like. <laughs> like, what do you guys have against Americans? Come on. I thought we were neighbors. We are allies. I got nothing. Yeah. You're supposed to be nice to your neighbors, boys. Like, let us back into the country and, like, Talk to come East on. Canada. You guys are being a little bit pretentious here, not letting us in. Um, just open the borders back up. So we can all play golf together. Or you guys could just come down here. You won't have to quarantine or anything. Just come hang out. Yeah, but the borders are open, though. You know, this is starting to turn into a political podcast. Uh, we're going to move on from this, Jared. Uh, we had a lot of fun today, man. I, I hope we can do this again. And uh, I think we all appreciated your time today. Very much so. Yeah, we, we need to play golf. Let's do it. We need to play golf before we make a stop motion video of Off the Hosel. Bang. There it is. You There's got, a deal. You got Xbox can, or PlayStation. We can set up a match tonight. I don't have either of those. You, we got to do in-person golf and that can be our second date. All right. Perfect. Sounds like, a and date. then, and then you can come in for all the asks you want. I'm pretty easy like that. <laughs>
All righty, Jared. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. All right. Thanks, boys. Thank you. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, episode 78, Jared Jacobs, The Lego Machine. Uh, boys, thoughts on this interview? Gold Yeller. Awesome. Yeah. Great stories. Unbelievable uh, how Lego got him where he is. Yeah. The connections the guy's made, the places he's been, and it looks like the future is very, very bright for Double G, Jared Jacobs. Yeah. Dang. Crazy how creative he is with... Uh, I know I wouldn't have the patience to do stuff like that. So for him, to, you know, he said what it takes like a hundred hours, hundred hours to a 30, 30 second clip. Like that's unreal. And it's so creative and cool. And yeah, thanks to Jared for coming on. Yeah. And if you haven't seen his stuff yet, check him out on Instagram because he didn't drop his plug, but it's uh, at gold yellow, I believe, or at gold yeller. So yeah. check him out. The, the things that he does on there are incredible, like reenacting sport, real sport plays in real time. With the real audio, yeah, uh, you know, we battle every day with a podcast and, and, <laughs> and why our mics don't work once in a while. So to see what he does is, is quite incredible. And it was a lot of fun talking to him, and you know, I think we'll do it again. Oh, I hope we can get him back on. Yeah. Yep. Boys, uh, this is the end of the podcast, obviously. I, I just wanted to say one thing. I know we're going to hit the music here pretty soon. But for our listeners out there, when we put out there where you're golfing, right, we'd love to see where you're playing. So that's awesome that you guys are responding to us. Send us some pictures so we can tag the golf course. So yeah. all our listeners can see what the courses, wherever you're playing, look like. What do you think? Yeah, and there's some courses that I don't even know, like some people are playing. I'm like, where's that? Like, I'd love to go play it too. Like, that's, you know, we go out there for a weekend trip or a day trip or whatever yeah. it is. There's some places I'm like, where is that? Yeah, I saw like the other day our friend Scotty D sent us pictures from, what is he, Cypress Hills, right? I've never played it. It was yeah. kind of cool to see mm-hmm. what the course looks like. So. Yeah. Yeah, send us send us some photos along where where you're playing. Uh, we'd like to see them. Yeah, no, um, big week this this week though. So wrapping up seventy eight. Um, Sasdam next week. Sasdam Midam next week. I leave on Saturday. You boys are coming up on different days or whatever it is, but we're gonna have a podcast in the hotel Tuesday. We won't say the guest yet. We won't spoil it. Because we don't spoil guests anymore now. We do this, boom, here it is. Yeah, drop up. That's just like what it. we do. Like you know, it. keep it suspense and tense. Suspense, tense. Like Snoop said, drop it like it's hot. Is that what he said? <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to say quickly? Oh, yeah, so the tournament is next week. Tournament. The tournament. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, boys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Rip's coming, too. Rip's going to come beyond. He's on the bag. He's catting again. You know, we're, we're not want to know, but he's not fired yet. So Right successful week uh ahead of us we're rooting for you drew it's gonna be cool to see you in a tournament i've never seen you in a tournament before so yeah i'm very quiet quiet never never often come to me so uh troy happy to have you back in uh, in studio and on the podcast in that's back to back weeks and i'll be here next week there it is troy we'll talk to you next week peace see you and uh quickly just everyone listening we got hats coming out this weekend um we'll post something about it so 
stay tuned for that. And yeah, good to see you, boys. Absolutely, Danny H. Everyone else, take care out there. Enjoy the podcast this week. We'll talk to you next week live from InSwift Current Saskatchewan. We'll talk to you later. Peace. See ya. Danny, run that tune.